So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 10, Episode 17 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, Jasmine and Gino finally make it to the altar, Sam has to make a last-minute substitution for an officiant, Nikki leaves Moldova, Sophie's mom realizes she's in the wrong for once, and Clayton is left waiting at the altar for Annalie. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy! Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Uh, I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday, but I still, <laughs> I still have a cold. I called in sick. Uh, called in sick today, which uh, you know was a very yes, big, like I know, yeah, that's for me. very unlike you. Um, yeah. I am also sick, so we're a couple of sickies right now. Maybe we got that whatever sexy sick voice going on <laughs> some kind, i got some kind of flu my kids said i i looked like a victorian child dying of scarlet fever yesterday oh god that's like, not good <laughs> and it's also strangely descriptive <laughs> it's a it's a tiktok thing I've, i figured okay. that out afterwards all right um okay so uh some couples that are mostly having happier times because we're wrapping up this season and we got a bunch of uh, weddings. So why don't we get started with a wedding that happened? And that was with Gino and Jasmine. So Gino, his cousin Dana uh, and Coco are all at the wedding venue. Gino has two identical gray hats that he's deciding which to wear for the wedding. And then cousin Dana advises him to go with the one on the left. Jasmine, meanwhile, is getting ready at a different location so they can follow the tradition where the groom just sees his bride at the altar. Gino is really happy that his family is showing up to his wedding at the farmhouse. His uncle Marco is going to walk Jasmine down the aisle. Uncle Marco says that Gino had a crazy-ass idea, but now he sees how much they love each other, so he's supportive. Jasmine is uh, talking with her hair and makeup lady, saying that she wishes she could preview Gino's vows because he's uh, special in that kind of way. And she's kind of worried about what he's going to say. Jasmine says that she will definitely cry during the ceremony, and she kind of hopes that Gino will also be equally emotional. She then video calls her sister Zuellen, who we've never met before. Jasmine starts crying after her sister gushes over how beautiful she looks. She feels like the wedding is incomplete since her family isn't there, and she is sad. Zuellen tells her not to cry too much or she'll get puffy eyes. Gino says that he's been through a roller coaster ride and he's had doubts that they would make it, but here they are. Jasmine says she has to suck it up because Gino deserves to have a happy wife, uh, and she recognizes that today is supposed to be a happy day. Uncle Marco goes to get Jasmine, and she is emotional over his support for her. He walks her to Gino, and Gino says they have been able to make it to this point because they always come to their senses after a fight and realize how much they love one another. Jasmine leads her head on Uncle Marco briefly as they walk down the aisle. She is happy when she sees the laptop because she knows her family is watching. They both say their vows, which causes Jasmine and Gino to cry while cousin Dana is in charge of holding Coco. After they say I do, the family chants, Gino, Gino. After their pronounced husband and wife, they then chant Jasmine because I think they realized how one-sided that sounded. (laughs) Uh, Gino tells her family over video chat that they will do a wedding in Panama someday. 
At the reception, the family congratulates them. The family is even saying that even though they were skeptical, they think that she'll fit right into this family. Gino then tells everyone they have another announcement that they will be trying to have children. What Jasmine, weird... I, oh, I was just going to ask you that. Jasmine asks if they can take a picture without his hat, and Gino actually does it for her. And just as a side note, he does have still have that weird patch of hair at the back of his head. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it's not that noticeable from the front. Yeah, I don't understand his hair pattern. And it's like, I get that you think that your hat is always going to be on, but it just seems like just shave it off. Like, yeah, I don't understand. The thing was, he finally took his hat off. We got finally got to see a front actual picture of Gina with... And he looks fine. Yeah, he looks fine. And really? it's like, well, yeah, but if you look at the side or the back of his head, it freaking looks weird. He only doesn't look fine when you see the weird patch that he leaves unshaved. And yeah. like, that's the weird. It doesn't. Yeah. But why does he even have that patch of hair that's unshaved? I mean, because he wants place? it to look like, I mean, uh, put it this way. I wear when I wear a hat. Right. I uh-huh. kind of uh, having a person. I'm a person with a full head of hair. I kind of wear it. So that the hair sticks down uh, below the front of the hat because oh, I don't want so it makes people... it look like you have hair and you're not just bald. Yes, and trying yes. to cover that up. Okay, I, okay, I always make I see. it look like I'm not just trying to cover up my baldness. I actually have hair and I'm choosing to wear a hat. But I think that he does that in the back. Oh no, there's hair. Look, there's hair. I'm not just you know what I'm saying. That's freaking weird. Like just embrace your baldness yeah oh no that's that's a much better way to go about it he would look absolutely fine without a hat and a totally shaved head that's i mean the only thing i can think of is we actually had an extensive conversation today at lunch with my coworkers about shaving your body hair and it mostly had to do with getting sunburnt like i can see his hair being somewhat of a level of protection from the sun but you could be bald and wear a hat. Like, that's fine. Like Yeah, yeah. You can still wear a hat at the beach. Yeah. yeah that's not something that, that's weird. It's just like, it's, why have the, why why leave the patch? The patch is not keeping any sunburn from happening. If he was at the beach without a hat, he would still need to put sunscreen on the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I was going to ask you about uh, their announcement. <clears throat> Do you think that was an appropriate announcement to make in front of the family? No, because, I mean, it's one of those things that's like, well, duh, and like, but also a weird thing to say. It's like, because everyone knows it's, yes, it's your wedding and you're married now and you're going to bang. Like, everyone knows you're going to bang. And that doesn't need to be brought up as like, oh, I'm going to make an announcement. I'm going to have sex with my wife. Like, okay. And I mean, it was a little more than that. I'm going to have unprotected sex with my wife now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it it was supposed to be somewhat like symbolic because they have been fighting about whether or not she wanted to have kids and she really didn't want to have kids because of, you know, the potential of having to raise another um, uh, child with special needs and how much of a how much of a challenge it's been for her. That's not really the family's business. Did the family know that? Like that doesn't that seems wild. Well, that's the other thing. It's like it just also seems I don't want to say bad luck or anything like that, but she's like, you know, in her late mid to late 30s. It's like, right. You know, you're making a lot of assumptions when you're kind of, you know, throwing out this announcement like, oh, we're going to be trying to have kids. And it's like, well, what if that doesn't happen? Like it just makes this announcement seem super pointless. 
Mm-hmm. And it also is like, well, now it's going to invite people to be like, well, how's that going? Well, how's that going? Well, how's that going? What's going on with that? Yeah. And that doesn't seem like something Jasmine would need or want. Yeah, definitely. So mm. uh, I just, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> the other thing was their weird chanting. What was up with that? I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding where people chanted the names of the people who got married. No. I mean, Gino's family is a classy bunch, but you know. Yeah. Also, also I was with you on the hats. Those hats were exactly the same. Like, why <laughs> no, was he debating I was like, them? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like precisely the same. And he's like, oh, the one on the left, I guess. Sure. Go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he even said it was a backup hat, right? So if mm-hmm. one were to fly away, I guess. Well, then the hat didn't even match his suit in any way, shape or form. He had a blue suit with a gray hat. I was very confused about his whole his whole outfit and stuff. He just needs to embrace his baldness. Stop this shenanigans of the hats. Yeah. And this is one of those ones that's like hard to take with it because they, they never once the wedding is actually underway. Right. Mm-hmm. The show never trashes the wedding. It's always like they always oh, play dramatic right, right. music and it's beautiful and everybody is so happy. And blah, they, 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 every time. Right. Yeah. The wedding's all good news. And it's like very much a toned shift for this couple who we usually get fight, 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 yell, fight, yell. And then now it's like beautiful wedding. And we look what we made it through all this stuff. And it's like, but should you have? Should you have made it through all that stuff? I'm not sure you should have. I don't know. So, I mean, they're going to be on Happily Ever After. So we can just consider this like maybe a longer episode of one of their highs and to be shortly followed, I'm sure, by one of their lows. By fight, fight, fight. For sure. Yeah. I mean, which is good, which is so, I mean, that's going to be what, three straight seasons? It's been a long time. Like, yeah, it's been a lot of things they've been on, right? They've been on Before the 90 Days twice? Yeah, but I'm saying right now, like, it's been – because we have this season now. And, yeah, I think, and then this, and this 90 Day, and then they're on HEA. Yes, and it's like, who is clamoring for this couple? I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm tired of seeing them. I need a break. They, nobody should nobody should be on here. I'm, I'm of the opinion if, that nobody should be on two seasons in a row. Two seasons in a row is too much. We need a break from somebody. Because there's nothing to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happily Ever After. What are they up to now? What's the – it's just like, no, we're just going a really long storyline with these people. It's like – Right. Yeah, and and that's interesting that you should say that because I think like 90-day diaries, that's interesting to me because a lot of the people that are on there is like, oh, wow, when was the last time we saw them? Like Steven and Olga, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been forever since we saw you. And they actually had legitimate updates like with their family, with their relationship status. And it was just like, okay, I need more of that where it has been a long time since I've seen you. You actually have something to report. Right. Right. And then we hit it and quit it. They're on there for one episode yeah. and then they're done. Right. I like, know. I really like 90 Day Diaries, actually. It's <laughs> really that one's kind of growing on me. I do think we need to probably do like a, a rumor roundup. It's been too long. We always forget. And every time we look back on it, it's been like, oh, my gosh, it's been almost a year since we've done this. But <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, uh, there's some wild stuff that just came out. Did you hear about Mary and Brandon? Oh, yeah. This possibly fake cancer oh yeah thing scam yeah yeah they be trying to scam people so yeah yeah. um yeah i'll see if we can come up with something Uh, next week are we doing any part of the tell-all next week i don't know i i my guess is we 
probably it's just are. the season finale, right? Was it just the season finale? I guess they usually would say it was the tell. It might just be yeah. season finale, but okay. Well, if that's it, I'll get a rumor roundup for that because we'll have a shorter episode anyway. Yeah, My yeah. Because I still, we I guess we still have three three storylines. Oh, yeah. four because we talked about, and I'll talk about these people next. Like Sam and Citra, he has his like. There's there's after wedding stuff with them, yeah, right? and we still yeah. have a. Two more weddings and and uh Well, I feel like breakup. most of their after wedding stuff they just cover on the tell alls. Yeah, but I'm saying based on the preview for next week. Oh, okay. We're yeah, gonna sure, see sure. we're gonna see after wedding stuff from Sam yeah. and Citra. Who are yeah. the other people that got had their wedding this episode? So let's talk about them next. So now that the Muslim ceremony is over, the whole crew hops in the car and is headed back to the farmhouse for the American wedding. It's like Sam driving with like three people in the back seat and Citra's right there. So it's going to be in like two hours. So Tham thinks it's important to have this American wedding for the families to mesh. He's like making like hand things with the mesh. <laughs> and when uh, they get um, to the house, he explains like how American weddings work, which is two hours before the wedding is a great time to explain that, I guess. Um, like things like how they're not supposed to see each other before the wedding. So we're going to split up. Um, for now, and Citra's sister asks for a bit more detail about how the wedding works. And he says that, well, you know, when the priest comes and to do the wedding, blah, 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 blah. And then Herman's a little confused because um, they already got married at the mosque in a Muslim ceremony. So why is there Christianity involved uh, here? So Scam and Sam kind of says, well, that's all we could get for now. Citra says they invited the imam to come and officiate, officiate the wedding, but it was too short notice. He was already busy. So the Christian pastor was all they could get. So Herman puts his foot down and says he's not going to permit a wedding um, uh, or, uh, that's performed on any holy book besides the Quran. So if I have to cancel this pastor, which is something that didn't even occur to Sam, think would be an issue. And now he has like an hour to find an officiant. So while he works on that, Citra sits down to get her hair done. She tells her sisters that the imam was already booked again and that the pastor was all they could find. Uh, and you can't just pick someone random off the street to marry you. So Sam is also trying to get ready at the same time. And Tim is helping him. His brother, Tim is helping him get his collar straight. So Tim suggests that maybe their brother, his brother Luke can marry them because he did one of those online ordination things and that works. So that's the only way he can think to solve the problem. So then Sam goes out in front of the crowd and Luke is already there to, you know, see the wedding and goes to the front, sitting in the front row. And and for the full effect of Luke, Luke is in a full suit, but is also wearing a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> so that's the kind of dude Luke is um, and asks Luke to do it and he accepts. So he said he just in an interview tells us that he just did the ordination thing just for kicks, just for fun. He never thought he would actually use it. But, you know, here we are. So after that, Pastor Dan comes to introduce himself. I don't know why they didn't call the pastor and cancel before he got there. Right. But Pastor Dan comes in and is like, hi, I'm Pastor Dan. I'll be doing your wedding. And Sam's like, yeah, about that. Um, you're not going to be doing the wedding? <laughs> so he feels like a real asshole firing a pastor. And then after that, Herman comes in and Sam runs this new plan of using his brother, who is Christian but not a Christian pastor, uh, marrying them. So Sam explains the situation kind of through Google Translate. So we leave us hanging for a few scenes of other people before Herman gives his okay, which is a huge sigh of relief for Sam. So now all that things are all go. Um, everyone from the family oohs and ahs over Citra in the wedding dress. 
And then she has an emotional moment because her mother, who passed away when she was a child, can't be there. And she's also surprised to hear that Luke is doing the wedding. She's like, oh, that's who's doing it? Oh, okay. Um, be, and But she's like, that's fine. It's just like in Friends when Joey married Chandler and Monica. I've seen that. and That's an American thing. So after all that, we get to the wedding in the farmyard. So before the ceremony gets started, um, <laughs> he – Sam gets out the ring that he bought earlier to get things right and then reproposes to her. And she was like, will you marry me? And she was like, I'm, yeah, I'm already here. Like, yes. <laughs> so after this, uh, after that, it's your pretty standard thing. Even if Luke does read his lines off of a phone, which I'm willing to cut him a break for in this circumstance. Yeah. So after everything is done, they kiss and we get a montage of everybody being like, we're so happy. Oh, we're married. Oh, but you know, that same thing they always do. So after the ceremony, uh, Sam's mom, Didi, tells him that she meant to come to the Muslim ceremony and she had full intention to, except that her grandma got ill. I don't know where she's, where grandma's at now, but because this is literally the same day. Right. Um, so then Citra is getting nervous about their wedding night because she knows Sam has been waiting for that for a really long time. And then we kind of see her get carried into the room to, as he says, make the magic happen. Um, oh, so, I mean, we have this stuff that's all here, sitting here like this. How did you make of the whole thing and Luke doing the wedding? And they got pretty lucky, I feel like. They did get pretty lucky. I also feel like that might have been staged a little bit. But sure. also, like... I'm confused because wasn't Luke also technically Christian? Yeah. But because he wasn't a representative of the Christian religion, it was okay? Right. I mean, because we we always knew that there was going to be a, quote, American wedding. Right, right. right. And I think that Herman, you know, being unable to speak English very well, couldn't put it into the words, he understood that it was going to be a civil ceremony. Right. right? And when you say, well, it's going to be a priest or a pastor, he's like – that's not a civil ceremony. That's a religious ceremony, mm -hmm. right? But Luke, who is a Christian, but not not uh, like he's ordained, but not like right ordained in the Christian church. Like he's not right, a, right. And that that's that that does make it a because I mean in the vows and everything and everything he said there wasn't a you know and Jesus as Jesus joins right. the, the thing so it was like it was not an explicitly Christian ceremony. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with them, everything about both their weddings, like the Muslim wedding and the um, Christian uh, civil wedding, sorry. Mm. Um, it just was all thrown together. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just like what I think it's very indicative of how they're going to live their lives. Right. And maybe not necessarily because of Citra, but like if left up to Sam, this is kind of the hodgepodge mess you end up with. Yeah. No, this is – Sam definitely strikes me as the kind of guy who when you have a baby in the hospital and it's time to come home, he goes, well, I mean, I guess we got to like go buy a car seat now. Yeah, right. Exactly. So oh, they don't give you like a that. starter car seat? Uh, yeah. And like he's definitely like, – that's when he's going to go buy the car seat when it's time to pick her up. He's like, I oh guess I'm going to have to stop at Walmart on the way out and find oh me a car seat. Well, I guess that's the way you got to do it. Yeah. Like, I feel like he would be better off if he had like – sisters or something like that although his brother did come through for him uh in terms of getting married yeah i mean yeah and, and you know and the funny part that we know we know that his brother is married to citra's sister now wait what oh you didn't know that oh man no. that was the other thing we got i think his brother tim married one of citra's sisters ew 
Ew! <laughs> There's just something very ick about that. Like, and they definitely like met when he when that's when they met when they came over to do the show and like they hit it off or whatever and stayed in contact. And, ah! Yeah, they're married now. That is really ick. That's <laughs> weird. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just as weird as like, um, I think I was watching some show about twins and there was like a set of twins that were married to another set of twins. But yeah. it's just it's it's all very keeping it in the family like that. It's all weird. Yeah. But I mean, I mean how good for them. Like, quite honestly, I feel like that is going to keep them in it longer. And, you know, because sure. someone's having like a weird sister wife situation without having a sister wife situation, you know, yeah. but it must be nice to like be there with your sister. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, you're with the, yeah, if she moves to the States and you're both there, you have yeah. somebody there with you and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, well, you can't break up with your wife because then my wife's going to be upset about it. And like, right. you know, this is going to mess everything up. Yeah. But then also, does Tim have to convert? I assume so. Oh, gosh, I, like that's the way they the way they did it. But Herman has to come back for this. Oh my gosh, just I have so many questions. <laughs> I I want to know about that situation. Forget about Sam and Citra. They're boring old news now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because they ended up being like the most. You know, they ended up being our. They're fine couple. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, mostly because they don't have conflict with each other. Right. Yeah. All of their conflict is like external conflict. And then mostly Sam not having his life together. Yes. Yeah. And Sam's like pending charges yeah. or whatever. I mean, but besides maybe Nick and Devin, they were both just like, wow, these people are so boring. We got to like. <laughs> yeah. Nick and Devin were so boring. They got like <laughs> yeeted after like the yes. first few episodes. <laughs> Like, these people don't fight at all. Their parents don't give a shit. Get them out of here. Okay. Fast forward. Wedding. Great. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to another couple that maybe won't have a wedding or anything else. Uh, and that's Igor and Nikki. So Igor is wearing a shirt with Nikki's face on the back, but it's like her face anime style. She's surprised by the shirt and thinks it's really cute. Nikki says that they are in a very positive space because she ended up getting some after the engagement party. She's excited for what the future holds. They are playing around a lot and Igor, you know, he's slapping her ass saying he's putting the fire out and Nikki's whining that she doesn't want to go home and they're on their way to the airport. Igor says that their fighting is normal for a couple and uh, that this trip has just made them stronger. They stop by to see Maya, Igor's mom, who tells her that uh, tells Nikki that she hopes her trip was nice. Maya gives Nikki a bag of gifts, which includes some jewelry and other sparkly gifts. She refers to both of them as her children as she says goodbye. Nikki says that Igor's mom's acceptance is a huge deal, so she's willing to work through their differences. Nikki threatens Igor and says that if he cheats on her again, she will cut off his dick. And he says that he knows. Igor says that he is driving to the airport a little slower because he's sad and wants more time with her. Igor jokes that he will miss her right hook. Nikki thinks it's the worst feeling to get on a plane to leave the one you love when you know it will be a long time until you see each other again. They kiss and thank each other for loving them. It was like weird. Their gratitudes. I was confused. Very confused. But yeah. Uh, they both have closing remarks about how they can't imagine their lives without one another. But 
in the preview for next week, it sounds like they are certainly imagining their life without one another very shortly. Yeah. Yes. That did, that definitely seemed like uh, this is going to be the last happy time we'll see with them together. Right. Yeah. It's definitely ominous, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Does it surprise you? I'm surprised that they're even in a happy space right now. Yes. I'm surprised they were able to get to a happy space. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it was, it was mostly because one of the two, probably Nikki, was just stifling all her feelings completely. Yeah. I mean, she did. And she was like, yeah, she at the end of the day, she ended up a few episodes ago just being very confusing to me and being like, mm. you did all these things that I hate, but at the end of the day, I decide I still want to love you. And it's like, yeah. why? Why? Yeah, it's like, why? <laughs> oh, because your mom accepts me and I will never have a mom accept me. And it's just like, it just makes me so sad that she really thinks that these are the only people who will expect uh, accept her. So she has to stick with these people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and... Uh, <laughs> And especially, I don't know how she can know that. And no, when, yeah. Especially because I do not understand what this guy is talking about like 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like his English is getting worse. He like is trying to be poetic about things, but he's like mixing things up like either there yeah i don't understand what his metaphors are supposed right, to be right right i don't I, his, he, he says things that he's like ha 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 i'm like that wasn't funny like was I don't, that a joke was yeah. that a joke i don't understand how it's a joke and yeah it's very lost in translation yeah and so and i don't know if he's like ju- directly translating you know moldovan idioms into english and you're like we don't yeah. say that like that's weird right. He's just, I don't know, like, I went from like, ooh, this is the best looking guy we've had to, wow, what a clown. Like, that's that's how we've ended this season. Like, I just yeah. think of him as a huge clown. Well, I mean, the giant shirt with Nikki's face and his butt hanging out of the bottom of yeah. it was yeah. uh, that helpful. And what, what was the point of that? Because I was like, is his butt cheek supposed to be her cleavage? Because that's kind of what was happening. And I was like, is that intentional? Yeah, was it, well, it wasn't even intentional? Or was it just his pants know. went out? I don't know. But there was definitely butt cheek action it, going there on there. There was because they had to blur it out. But it was kind of funny because it also kind of looked like it was her cleavage. And I was just like, is this supposed to be like that? Because why else would it have been positioned in that way? Like. <sighs> As, you know? Again, just assuming it was intentional and didn't get the shirt know. cut too short. It's just very – it was have weird. Have pants. Weird. Maybe he's got just a high crack. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just – and part of it is like, man, these – the only thing that's more boring in this show and less interesting to talk about than the actual weddings, which are always boring to talk about yeah. because it's always like – as I said, they give them a happy super cut and it's like, it was a wedding. Yes. <laughs> right. right. And – is extended airport goodbye scenes like like and we got we got this was an extended airport goodbye scene and I'm just like uh because it's not again because it's not new it's not interesting everybody says goodbye at the airport and it's always the same stuff I'm so sad to be leaving how will I do anything without the love of my life blah 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 oh, I can't believe we'll miss each other so much ha oh. and it's just like oh my god how long are they gonna we're just gonna have like five minutes to be people like hugging and looking at each other. Right, right. So, yeah. as we said, the most interesting thing we saw that happened to them was the next Preview time. Preview for next time, yeah. yeah. So, let's let's go on from them and get, let's cover Sophie and Rob, who there was some things that happened there at least. So, Sophie's trying to work out, 
and is a little worried that her boob might pop out. She's like doing, you know, curls or something. And um, Sophie and then Rob is like, boobs out. Like it was a whole joke thing. So anyway, Sophie feels like they're finally at a point where they're getting along and she can start actually thinking about the wedding, which is good because it's in five days. So she says a lot of things to do, do still, like pick out the bouquet, which she's going to do with her mom. Now, since Rob and Claire don't really get along and they don't really have time for fighting now, um, they meet her – she meets her mom at the florist and he just like drops her off and she comes in. They tell the shop lady that they're looking for some pink and blue things, um, which she looks for as, as you know, Claire tells us in an interview, you know, she's not afraid. Oh, things are OK, but she's still not afraid to call out Rob's bullshit. Bullshit like why didn't he even come into the shop and say hi? Like what was that? What kind of childishness is this? So she asks Sophie if they've been arguing and they're not because they're both just trying to avoid touchy subjects. Anything that might make them fight, they're just not going to talk about right now before the wedding. So Claire's worried because she's pretty sure Rob is not going to be the frog prince and, you know, magically turn into a prince charming once she puts, puts a ring on it. So Sophie thinks that, you know, it, 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 her mom's being overbearing and especially since, you know, Sophie says her mind is already made up. So the next time we see them, it's Sophie and Rob, and they're joking about banana hammocks uh, for the wedding night uh, because they're go they're packing up, and they're I I was a little confused about the logistics here. The wedding's in Santa Barbara, so they have to travel to Santa Barbara, but I guess they're staying here one more night, and Claire is going to stay with them, so she didn't have to pay for another night in the hotel. I think is what's going on, and but then she said something like getting an Uber to go to the wedding. I was very confused what's going on. The important part is that Claire is sleeping in the studio with them. So Sophie is now painfully aware of how strained the relationship between her, her mom and Rob is. And, you know, they're both kind of gearing up for it. You can already tell before Claire gets there that Rob is already like getting grumpy about the mom and, you know, just be like, mm -hmm. so Rob doesn't want to hear about how small the room is since she's voluntarily, voluntarily coming to stay there. And then, and as soon as she gets there, Claire is making cracks about like, why is no one helping with my luggage? What's going on here? So Rob reluctantly gets out an air mattress and Claire can tell he's not happy about her being there, but she just wants to start from zero. But of course they can't and Claire doesn't like the way he's laying in bed. Like, look, look at you laying in bed and looking, looking like that. Just what are you doing? So she starts really laying into him and Sophie can tell things are about to escalate. So she takes Claire outside to calm down. Once they get outside, Rob tries to do something right, and so he starts pumping up the air mattress. Outside, Claire tells Sophie that she may have handled the situation badly. Like, she could feel the tension and the stress just makes her kind of lash out, so that's what she did. So when she comes back in, she does her best to ignore all the shade that Rob is still throwing at her um, and, you know, say, oh, thank you so much for making the bed. Thank you for having me. And she says the whole little spat they had here was her fault. And she's going to try to be more excited about the wedding now. All right. So, I mean, is how much of their relationship has been just – how much of that – the sourness has been actual missteps on Rob's part or <laughs> this kind of I feel tension so I'm going to lash out and insult you all the time from Claire? Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. I thought it was nice of Rob to actually kind of recognize like after he was called out by the way, like, mm -hmm. oh, you made me feel really unwelcome. Like, oh, okay, well, I guess I should blow up this air mattress instead of just having this, like, crumpled piece of plastic, like, no, got it out and been like, yeah. 
here's your bed, <laughs> you know, like, well, I guess I should blow this thing up. But it's like, even he can't even do that. And like, I think this is part of it too, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, we want you to want to do the chores, right? <laughs> it's like, it's not just doing the chores. It's having kind of like a good attitude about it, right? And I just think he's such a grump. It's very hard for him when he's already in this headspace of like, you know, like you said, like sourness, like to get out of that. And it's just like, well, people don't want your negative energy around and you're just making things worse. Yeah, I mean, I I get what she was getting at too. Like the way he kind of like flops on the bed and like yeah. just makes a face like, oh, this yeah. bitch, this bitch is in my house. Right. <sighs> Here's here's what you need. It's like on the floor, whatever. You figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And you're, it's not even like – because that's the thing about it is like that's what she – and that's what she's getting out in terms of the hospitality and the gratitude right. and stuff like that. And especially like, you know, she's British and they have their own culture of hospitality that you're supposed to take right. care of, right? Like – and like – and not only does that do that, but it's not even about like doing the chores or doing the chores with a smile. It's also doing them without being asked. I shouldn't have to tell you to pump up my air mattress, man. I shouldn't have to tell you, you know, when I'm struggling at the door to come over here and be like, oh, here, let me grab that for you. Like, that's just what you're supposed to do. Like, I, and it's because it's the being asked as well, right? Yeah. Like, because he definitely has the vibe of a husband that she's going to get tired of real fast because she's going to be like, you don't do any chores. And he's like, well, just tell me what to do. I'll just do it. You should have told me. You just told me I'd But I it. want you to want to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to do the dishes, but right. I want you to recognize that they need done yeah. and just do it. Like Yeah. I yeah. I just with him, I just don't understand how she can see him treating her mom that way and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean it's the the, the thing is just he has his attitude around the mom, even when the mom was trying to be nice at the end, right? Yeah. yeah was – is still just contempt and yeah. like like rage, like contained rage and contempt is what <laughs> yeah. is how he feels toward her mom. And it's like – and it's and it's not just because like this person's important to me and I don't want you to hate her. Like uh-huh. – which is a huge part of it. Like you really shouldn't hate your partner's mom. Like if your partner likes their mom, <laughs> let me back right. up because if your partner's like, my mom's a piece of shit and she abused me and I don't want anything to do with her, you yeah. can be like, yes, I hate her too. Let's go. But if your partner's like, my mom's my most important person in my life, they're my best friend, like you really ought to at least pretend to get along with them. Yeah. Yeah, really. Because at the end – but even if you don't, like at the end of the day, if, you're, if I'm Sophie, I'm like, so what's going to happen if I – criticize you one too many times or you feel like I've taken sides against you. Is this going to be how you treat me? Yeah. Who knows? I just don't see them lasting long term. They're ones that I would want to check in with like in a year or two and see how it's going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's for sure. I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I could see it lasting longer than it should because I unfortunately could probably see Sophie trying to stick things out for longer than she should. Yeah. Um, what is up with that vending machine in their little courtyard? I didn't notice that until today. There's a, a old 
It looks like a Sam's Choice ass vending machine. Yeah, well, it's other... like completely labelless. I'm like, yeah. why is there a random vending machine like for soda in your courtyard? In your courtyard, <laughs> like, yeah, that was. Because is he the only one that has access to that courtyard? I assumed because that's like where the bathroom is, right? He has to cross the courtyard to get to the bathroom. He does, but I don't. I I think it's like a three or four plex, and I don't oh, know. Eh. If everybody, I don't even know that everybody has their own bathroom. Like I don't even know if he shares a. I don't know if the other people in the complex share a bathroom with him. It's not like he has an apartment with a courtyard and a bathroom. I. I it's a share. That's a shared space. Oh, gosh, that bathroom is shared. That sounds terrible. That's like living in a dorm or a hostel or something. My guess is it's probably like a, you know, when you live in a a, a row of townhouses and they have the mailboxes at the end. Yeah. You don't share a mailbox. Everybody has their own mailbox, but it's just not attached to your house. Right. I think there might be like, like there's two or three people and across the courtyard, there's two or three bathrooms and like everybody has their own bathroom. But oh, it's across that's the weird. courtyard. That, that's at least how I'm imagining this place works, but I could be wrong. I have no idea, but why is there a vending machine in your courtyard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's unusual. Mm. All right. Uh, let's move on to our last couple that we didn't have a wedding for, um, and that is Clayton and Annalie. So Annalie doesn't want to make a hasty decision to leave, so she's giving herself some space from Clayton, and then she calls her mom. She tells her mom she is unsure what to do. She tells her mom about the fight that she had with Clayton over the stripper. Her mom agrees that she did nothing wrong and that it wasn't her fault. Annalise says that she thinks it's best if she just leaves him and doesn't ever talk to him again. She compares all the arguments as filling a cup, and this was just the last drop. She doesn't want to live married life with all the same arguments. Her mom assures her that couples always argue. Annalise says that the way she is feeling is giving her major doubts, but her mom tells her that she should just move forward, not feel bad, because it's been two years and why is she going to throw that away now? Annalise doesn't know what to do because she really wants to run, but is afraid of making the wrong choice. Clayton thinks that this argument has escalated out of nowhere in his mind. He hasn't been talking to her because of the wedding tradition. He's a little nervous that she packed up all her stuff. He sends her a long voice note saying that he can't wait to see her at the altar and ends the note with some guinea pig kisses because that's somehow a selling point. He then talks to his only friend, Cameron. Clayton tells him that he didn't get any sleep because the guinea pigs were fighting. And he's talking about the actual guinea pigs and not him and Annalie. And he's nervous that she's she hasn't been reading her messages. Cameron is worried for Clayton. Clayton goes to check out the venue and shows Cameron his memorial to his older brother who died in a car accident. Clayton cries thinking about his brother. Clayton then gets a message from Annalie's mom. Clayton isn't quite sure what the takeaway from the message is because it just seemed to kind of like reiterate like facts. Cameron thinks that both of them had some pretty extreme reactions in their argument. Annalie wishes she had more time to decide what to do. And Clayton is getting very nervous because he still hasn't heard from Annalie. Clayton then checks his phone to see that Annalie has opened the message now, but still hasn't responded. And Cameron says that's just kind of worse than just not opening it at all. Clayton expected some ups and downs, but not this bad where he thinks that she might leave. Clayton runs the worst case scenario, which is the bride doesn't show up. Cameron says that, you know, what does he do? He just cries and recognizes that it would be the worst day ever. Cameron also not helping in this situation. Yeah. 
Right. Annalise says that she doesn't want to make a mistake, but she says that Peru is an option because she has a job and friends and family there. Clayton's mom, Violet, then comes in and Clayton tells her that he hasn't heard from Annalie and he hopes that she shows up. Brandy then points out that they've been waiting for 25 minutes. Brandy is feeling sad for him as she sheds a few tears for the camera. After it's been 30 minutes, Clayton says that he should probably start talking to the guests. All right, so I don't know, like, what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, she's going to show up and they're going to have a wedding. I know, stupid. Yeah, give us all the suspense and they're going to, she's going to show up at the beginning next time. She's already going to be ready. They're going to do a wedding and it's whatever. Nobody's going to be fine. Right. And this is what I don't understand. Like if this were real in real life, like if you were going to go through with the wedding, you probably would communicate a little bit. Right. Because how embarrassing is it that you just like don't show up and you're like, oh, I'm going to surprise him. Right. And I'll just show up like 40 minutes late. And at 30 minutes, he's like telling all the guests, sorry, go home now. I don't know where she is. She might just not ever show up. Yeah, it's 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 a all but okay, but I feel like the people that are there for him are doing him no favors. We right. mentioned how Cameron was not being helpful and he he's definitely like, So what's wasn't. the worst case scenario? You cry and have a bad day. It's like that's pretty shitty. Let's not think yeah. about that. Worst case scenario, it's uh, you embarrass yourself for all your friends and family. Uh, you stay single. Your girlfriend dumps you, and now uh, you're back to square one, uh, and you're just uh, living with mom and the guinea pigs, right? That, that oh, God, that's pretty no. bad. Why would yeah, you do that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But also, but he also was like, you know, when when Cameron was like, when I'm sorry, but now when Clayton was like, well, you know, now she's left me on red, right? It's like. And he's like, oh, that's way worse. Like, you're not supposed <laughs> to say that, man. It is way worse that it's way worse if she didn't, you know, once she leaves you on red, then to be like, well, she hasn't looked at it. She hasn't seen it yet, right? Well, you know, Cameron, he's just trying to keep it real. He wouldn't even lie to Clayton telling him he looked good. He was wouldn't like, even well, tell him let's he see. Good. What do you, that, yeah. it's not your job as the best man to be honest and like brutal <laughs> honesty on your wedding. That is not your job. Your job is to pipe up. Hype him up, man. Let it like that's your job as the best man. But like the other person, like Brandy, isn't Brandy supposed to be like the bridal party? <laughs> the entire bridal party, probably. She's the, so where's why is she at the venue and not with, I don't with know. the bride? Like, yeah, that's you, actually a good point. <laughs> yeah. Should you be with the bride? Like, how is the bride even gonna get there? Shouldn't she be there? Is she Who, gonna yeah, walk? There was they said they had like makeup set up and stuff like that. It it she should like I, – I feel like when she's not there, she should like go to the house where they're supposed to – she should be physically tra- – go there, knocking yeah. on the door, be like, what's going on? And then like – I mean nobody was helping out anybody. Right, mom, right. Annalie's mom gives the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. I was like, why would you say that, mom? Oh, well, you're already two years in. Don't turn back now. It's like, what if this guy was abusive? Like, that's your uh, – because her advice kind of – getting any younger, sweetheart. I got to catch this one. Like, you guys have been together for two years. Why throw it away now? It's like, mm, no, because Clayton did certainly – I know they say they escalated really quickly, but if I think back on their argument, like, there were parts of it that kind of scared me about Clayton because we hadn't really seen that possessive, jealous side of him, and he seemed right. to be, like, very, like, you know – controlling and that like that glimpse of control was like kind of mm-hmm. scary like you're like oh this guy i could kind of see him being verbally abusive you know yeah. and mom's like no just stick it in for the long run like yeah i mean it was, throw yeah. away the last it, two years 
it was like controlling and judgmental in like yeah. a gross way, especially because it's judgmental about like like it was almost like you dirty whore. Yeah. You liked his penis. Like you – how can I even look at you? And I'd be like, OK, that is – that is a different side than I've seen right. before. Yeah, right? And definitely. that is a gross side that I don't don't know that I want any part of. Yeah. And I would probably be thinking the same thing. And it's kind of like what happened to the whole like, you know, people sometimes get a sixth sense. And and the thing is, too, is mom is making this judgment without have seeing it herself. Right. And I think there is something to be said about like a vibe or a feeling you get when you're in these kinds of arguments. And Mm -hmm. Annalise certainly has that vibe or feeling. She said, like, I just don't like I don't want to feel this way. She said that. And it's like mom is like, ignore all your feelings. Throw that throw that aside. You don't want to get rid of this relationship. It's like, what kind of advice is this? Yeah. You you. Yeah. You've already been throwing money at that for two years you got to just keep going like there's no there's no turning back now like it's just terrible advice <laughs> yeah, the awful, worst. awful advice like nobody's helping anybody out here and no. we and like you said at the end of the day we're both like yeah and she's definitely going to show up next week and yeah all right like, and then and then once the wedding starts there's going to be again like we said sunshine and rainbows and look how pretty it is and aren't they excited and here's more guinea pig noises because he keeps doing that like it's a normal thing Oh, my gosh. He needs to stop. I wonder if that was like the whole reason why he's like, I need to find someone from Peru because they're really into guinea pigs in a very different way. But very different way. But like, okay, so even if it wasn't Peru, if it wasn't guinea pigs, whatever animal he was into, it would be weird. It would be weird if he left her a message asking her where she was going to be and then meowed at the end because they both like cats or barked at the end because they both like dogs. That's weird. Like, don't meow and bark at your girlfriend. That's. <laughs> you say that and I have like two friends that I can think of that randomly just say meow, like in the middle of their sentences. <laughs> well, I mean, is that just a super troopers thing? Like, I was like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never seen super troopers. So I don't oh, know there was they... a whole thing. They pulled somebody over and they kept dropping saying meow into the into their conversation. And okay, the, the, that's what these two people to see do. If, so to who see, knows? Like how long it took the the guy they pulled over to say something about it. They're like, "Do you know I pulled you over, meow?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so uh, we are wrapping up with some of these couples. Um, I think we saw almost everyone. We didn't see Ashley and Manuel this week, right? But we're definitely going to see them next week, and we're going to get more ugly crying. Oh gosh, um, completing uh, the circle of Ashley's ugly crying. Okay, we started with Ashley ugly crying, and we'll end with Ashley ugly crying with this whole season. All right, um, and then we'll get. Eh, but I, I, I mean. Like I said, we'll probably see more Sam and Citra because we got to figure out what Sam's case or whatever. Yeah. And then we have another wedding and then Nikki and Igor are going to explosively – it's probably just going to be Nikki. We'll never see Igor again. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Um. So uh, of the group we saw this week, who would you say is your student of the week? It was hard to go between – I mean I, I said Sam last week. So this time I'll say Gino I guess. Okay. It's not just for at least setting up the computer so that her family could see it. Like, which seems like a bare minimum thing, but it's something people forget. I was a little surprised her her, her family all had their cams turned off. I was yeah. like, you couldn't even like show yourself so she could look over at the screen and see everybody. Now you're gonna be on the black. You're gonna be the black box. But 
I actually went with Gino too. Um, I never thought I would have Gino as a student of the week, but actually the reason why I had Gino as a student of the week is because she asked him nicely to take off his hat. And I know that was really, really, really difficult for him, but for her, he yeah, did it. True. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Gino, you and your weird hair patch. I'll give you both student of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what about your dunce? I said Annalie, um, just because no matter what happened, going radio silent at the yeah. wedding and then not showing up is not appropriate. If you if right. you'd be like, I'm not sure I want to do this, I'm blah, blah, blah. Communicate something, right? right? Instead of just leaving literally everybody hanging. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree with that. But I actually went with Sam. Um, for not having his shit together, but that also doesn't surprise me, but still probably the worst thing we got this week. Yeah. So I went, I, I said the same thing, but for my, my, my life lesson is related to that. And it's like, they said like the imam couldn't do it. They're like non-religious <laughs> justice of the peace. Like that's a thing. That's a title and a role justice of the peace that does weddings like all the time, like people from the courthouse, they have a thing like it just so I don't understand why he ever thought it would be OK to, to get a Christian pastor, like a explicitly religious who was probably going to wear like the robes and everything. Right. Yeah. To do the wedding. If you if you're like, that's not your religion, like you can't just get somebody who's not your religion to do it. Just go to the courthouse and ask who they have like. Right. Um, so my life lessons actually for a couple of the moms this uh, episode, we've got Annalie's mom and uh, also Sophie's mom. But, you know, you can't really tell your daughter what to do one way or the other or your child what to do one way or the other. You can certainly advise. But I mean, the way that they both the moms kind of framed their advice, it was more like, um, yeah, you should do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it was, it, I'm not listening to anything you're saying, but yeah, time's ticking, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we will be back again this time next week, and we might have a season finale before our tell alls. And, and who, who knows, knows how many parts we're going to have to knows tell-all. how long the tell all is going to be. But we did see, they did come out with the HEA is up next. Oh, sorry. Uh, 17th. 17th is HEA. Oh, my goodness. So that means we have, okay, probably Three. a two-part tell-all. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. But we also saw our HEA couples, which are very disappointing. Uh, some of them we were just like, oh, my gosh, I wish we never saw it. Okay, but let's just go ahead and put it out there right now that there are rumors that half of these HEA couples aren't even together anymore. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say half because there's a lot of HEA couples, but at least two <laughs> that I can think of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of Well, not even – yeah, rumors. Some of them have confirmed. It's one of those things that there's all these rumors and then they book them for the show and then everybody shuts up. Like it's, everybody's on social media being like, I'm never getting back together with them. And then all of a sudden it's like dead silence because right. they went back on the show and yeah. they signed another NDA. Right. <laughs> right. So – but honestly – that makes it more intriguing to me because we've talked about through this entire season how the reason why Gino and Jasmine and who else did we say were kind of following the same toxic path? Ashley Manuel, 
the reason why these couples are hard to watch is because we know they're always going to end up back together again. And so it's just infuriating to see them have these highs and lows and like extreme highs and lows. And so to me, it's kind of like, oh, you end up breaking up. Great. A change of pace. I'm here for it. Right. Well, especially if it means we don't have to see you again. That yeah, would be fantastic. I know, right? After this season. Yeah. One last hurrah of you getting embarrassed and then we don't see you anymore. That would be right. Fun. Right. Okay. So uh, we will be back uh, next week to start wrapping up this season. Yep. So until then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. I'm good.